Having a good time, John, Josh, and Alex. Trenchant analysis, John, Josh, and Alex. Good, good friends, John, Josh, and Alex. The final fantasy. Welcome back to the Final Fantasy Podcast. That can be our new theme song. Oh, that was uh, nice. <laughs> thanks. Uh, Josh, I'll, I guess since you said something, I'll start with you. Hi, Josh. How are you? Hi, John. I'm good. Thanks. Glad, glad to hear it. Alex, how are you doing? Doing really good, John. Uh, 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 on the Final Fantasy. Uh, well, I'm John. I'm the leader of this band of <laughs> fantasy miscreants. Uh, with me as always, Josh, Alex, uh, guys, we, uh, took a, took a week off. Well, me and Alex were doing some traveling, so, uh, kind of a little bit, uh, challenging and tiring to, uh, to pump out an app, but Hey, you know what? Still a long time before the season starts. Mm -hmm. Uh, did you guys, either of you guys watch any of the, I mean, we didn't cause we were, whoa, what is that? Oh. Someone's computer went off, and it was mine. Uh, uh oh, busted. Uh oh, but yeah, we didn't because we were out of town. But Josh, Teacher, did you teach thyself? Teach thyself. <laughs> Josh, did you watch any of the uh, College World series happening I did. in our town? In fact, I went to uh, two games. Uh, the, I went to the the LSU uh, Wake Forest game on Thursday. That was a great game. Uh, ended in a, a walk off homer, and uh, yeah, then I watched the the finals uh, on on television. Yeah, I saw that like. There was only like at the time there was only like one game that like was won by more than one run, and then the last two games were like absolute blowout. Laughers. Yeah, weird, weird baseball games. Was it like twenty four to something? It was twenty four to four, and then the next night it was like nineteen to four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because different, and the teams reversed positions. Yeah, because LSU did. Yeah, they ended up taking it. So congratulations to the LSU Tigers. Uh, I thought it was really fun. This is completely unrelated, but I was at uh, a bar. Uh, last night because uh, we got back in town Monday pretty late so I didn't like go out or anything but uh, there was a guy there and he was talking he's like you know what is the deal with, you, you know I hate ESPN you know because like all they're talking about is LSU now and all this it's like just you know, stick with the team that got you here and I was like what are you talking about I was like they just won the championship <laughs> what was he talking about? I don't know <laughs> to this day I'm not going to say his name because I do really like him but I was like what the what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, of course they're going to talk about LSU. I don't understand what you would... But then his other thing was like, well, they talk about Tom Brady every time he wins a Super Bowl. I'm like, duh. Like, what, <laughs> what are they supposed to talk about? Like the the Bengals or something? Or like I'm the... sick of the bias of talking about Tom Brady when he wins a Super Bowl. Yeah, like, you know... Talk about him when he doesn't, you know? You know, all of a sudden, you know, Georgia wins a national title, and that's all they want to talk about. They don't want to talk about, I don't know the texas el paso football team for whatever reason i'm like yeah you're you're right that you're literally Think about saying the minors for once you yeah know? come on man <laughs> just really stick with the and when he said stick with the like the person that got you there or whatever like that thing and i was like Did you I, ask him what he meant i thought about it he was kind of drunk so i was like this is not going to go anywhere like decent so i was like let's just end this conversation as quickly as possible but i thought that was All very right. funny uh so yeah lsu congratulations to the lsu baseball team um, kind of glad it's over because now uh, our bars and restaurants won't be our lives with, can return to normal. Yeah, with a, a bunch of drunken hicks. So <laughs> if if that affects any of our listening, get out. Listening, <laughs> well, you're not hicks; they are. Um, on a sad note, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this guy, but or if you saw this, but a uh, former NFL quarterback Ryan Mallett uh, passed away. I did not see that. Yeah, yeah, he he drowned in Florida. Yeah. I guess. How um, old was he? Thirty five. He was our age. 
Yeah. Uh, I guess he was coaching a high school football team or something. And it wasn't anything like weird or anything like that because his NFL career never really panned out. I remember when he was in Arkansas. Dude out of cannon. Oh, he was a pretty successful backup for a while. Yeah, I mean, right? with the yeah. Patriots. Because, I mean, he was one of those quarterbacks at the time that got drafted. And you're like, okay, Tom Brady's going to be done soon. This is the guy that's going to take over. And then, of course, Tom Brady played for another decade. But, um, yeah, played for Houston and New England and started a few games. You know, never really popped off. But, uh, yeah, uh, condolences to yeah. uh, that family Very as well. Very sad. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, this week uh, we're continuing with our fantasy outlooks, um, and we're, we're going to NFC East. We did the NFC North, Ooh. then we went down south, the AFC way, and now we're heading out east. Uh, we're just, I don't remember what the last team was we did, but let's just say it's the Falcons, so we're going from Atlanta, and we're heading west, actually, to the Dallas. AFC, <laughs> I, yeah, that's what I said. Well, oh, yeah, you're right. Falcons. It's the wrong team. Uh, we're, what are you, him? We're in Jacksonville. <laughs> oh, yeah, Josh, can you name one team? This is going to be too easy because we literally just said some. And give me an NFC East team that's not the Cowboys. The Eagles. There you go. Hey, look, see, look at you. are getting better at this already. This is the third one of these. He does have them right in front of him. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, but he should have been doing that from the get-go. So, in a way, he's still learning. Um, but, yeah, no, This I was going to say it's the third episode we've done of these, the fourth time we've done it so you're one of these days you're gonna be able to just run off all these team names that process of elimination no issues no issues baby uh but yeah we're gonna start with the dallas cowboys uh some key subtractions for this team zeke elliott gone dalton schultz gone uh kellen moore the offensive coordinator is no longer with the team uh some additions brandon cooks uh luke schoenmacher uh rookie tight end and deuce vaughn uh, rookie running back were brought in the draft. Uh, guys, we just start with the quarterback here. Dak Prescott, probably one of the more polarizing players in the league. Every time I see people talk about him, it's always like lists of like who will be the person that tanks their team's season, who will be the person that ruins their team's chances of making a Super Bowl. And it's always just a the, the, the thumbnail is always Dak Prescott. And I'm like, wow, people really hate Dak Prescott. Um, but for fantasy value here over the last two seasons since breaking that leg and ankle in 2020 in early 2020 um he's been pretty solid uh two low-end qb1 fantasy seasons in 2021 and 2022 um and in those seasons of the 26 applicable fantasy performances he scored 20 or more points in 14 of them um he has accounted for 62 of the Cowboys 107 offensive touchdowns over those two seasons as well so you know and I again obviously I think when you talk about players, a lot of people go, oh, I'm thinking about the playoffs. I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about regular season. I'm thinking about this. So, like, yeah, obviously in the playoffs, he's not exactly been spectacular, but he gets them there. Um, what was their record last season? Any of you guys, you have that pulled oh, up. Boop, boop. I know. Uh, it was 12, and 12 and 5. Yeah, I knew they won that division. Yeah, they were a very good team last year. Division. They the didn't. Eagles won the division. Oh yeah, it's a twelve and five, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the Eagles were the what? Eagles were fourteen yeah. and three. Yeah, fourteen and three. Wow, it was man, a competitive man. division. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because the Cowboys beat the Eagles late, and they were still in it until like the last. Yeah, two weeks. that makes sense. Now I'm remembering. Yeah, well, so going back into the fantasy performance of this dude, which is really good. Uh, there is the downside. Dak does only average about three carries per game since the injury in 2020. And he has no more than 182 rushing yards or one rushing touchdown in each of the last two seasons. Uh, Again, since returning from that injury, they have leaned more on the backs, uh, which at the time, you know, we had Zeke Elliott. We had Tony Pollard kind of break onto the scene there. So that would cap off his kind of rushing fantasy ceiling. Um, 
for me, removing Zeke Elliott and adding Brandon Cooks uh, to the Cowboys offense uh, leads me to believe that we're going to see an uptick in the passing uh, passing game for him. Um, and I think he's going to be getting drafted, you know, pretty much where he finished in the last two seasons. I think he's a great low-end QB1, um, the same as the last two seasons, and the potential for more if now that Zeke Elliott's out of town he does get a few more carries and we'll see you know once players get those kind of like ankle foot you know kind of things I mean I think the ACL is a little bit more uh detrimental to a quarterback's rushing abilities or willingness to rush um but if he's you know 60 70 times his career high attempts in a season is 75 uh so if he gets back to that I think that he could finish as a high-end QB1 um it, Jack Prescott, where are you guys feeling he he should be ranked here? Where do you guys like him going in drafts for you personally? You know, I kind of, and I, it's hard to really say why, but I have him um, as like a one of the first bench QBs taken. Yeah. Um, I just feel like they're due for like they had a good year last year, and you're right. I mean, getting Cooks um, and losing Elliott, like that's not a bad. Move means probably Prescott would will be throwing more, but I just think they're going to take a step back. Yeah. Um, so I'm not willing to draft him my QB1, but, you know, if you have a little – he could still have a good year because his numbers are better than even you think in your head. Yeah. Josh, you have any thoughts? No, I, I agree with all that. I mean, I think the days of his his you know rushing dynamic uh, are kind of over. You know that season where he broke his ankle, I had him, and he was off to a yeah, I mean, torching that start. Season was, they were that entire offense. It was, was great, uh, and then he got injured. But no, I think he's he's a perfectly um, good you know low end uh, RB one. Um, and if you're waiting on a you know on a quarterback in the draft. Um, and that offense, I think, you know, is going to be good. I think Mike McCarthy likes to throw the ball. So I think he's going to do that and he's got cooks now. So weapons. So, um, yeah, he's not, he's not too flashy, but I think he'll get, get the job done. Flashy. Well, so right, right now, I mean, he is on a lot of rankings. I know in ESPN, I think he's ranked 11th right now. So, I mean, if you're in a 12 team league right now, you're looking at the, do you have him and I'll pose this to Alex. So with you thinking, or for you being like, he's more of like your yeah. first bench QB. Um, so you've got like your top 10 guys. Do you have say like a Kirk cousins, a Tua and a Daniel Jones ranked above him getting out of that top 12? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, maybe Kirk might be along the same lines. But I'd have Tua and Daniel Jones ahead of him. Yeah. Especially if Tua's healthy. Or I even would, like an Aaron Rodgers or something like that. Going yeah. Down. Yeah. Rodgers is, is hard to compare. I, I would probably have Jones above him, but then he would be my next in line. I, yeah. I, I like Jones this season. So. Yeah, yeah. I have him above Jones. I have him at 10, and then I've got Jones at 11 on uh, Tua at 12. Um, but I do uh, get what you're saying. For me, like I said, it's – I. I prefer to get one of the top like nine guys before. And that's because right now it's like Deshaun Watson is ranked in the top 10, I think in a lot. And I mean, you know, will that pan out? And like, we'll get more into that whenever we do that, that division. But, you know, I, Trevor Lawrence, Herbert fields, you know, those guys I have ahead of them right now, but I mean, yeah, you never know. Like, again, he has been really serviceable. And again, it could be one of those, one of those dudes that you draft as your backup and ends up being, a far yeah. better player than the I, I don't have with. a great explanation yeah. for why I oh, no, dropped him down because he couldn't 
He could very well have another very good year and finish. Yeah, well, I mean, they don't have five to ten range first but. season without you know. I mean, new offensive coordinator, no Zeke Elliott in the backfield. My Zeke Elliott wasn't exactly. Hard to call him new, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, well, oh yeah, who is the offensive coordinator? <laughs> it's Mike McCarthy, isn't it? Isn't he? Oh, he took now? over the for the he took I over thought, the play. No, that's right. Oh, it is correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know if I again. I just knew that they. Well, cool. Um, but I mean, <laughs> have fun with that. Okay. Well, so now I'm going to drop him down to like mm, 15. I'll put Geno Smith ahead of him. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But I, I'll keep him there. I do like where he's at. Uh, the running back situation here. Um, probably the biggest winner of the 2023 offseason is Tony Pollard. Um, Dallas Cowboys release Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, but Deuce Vaughn is really the only notable player they added to the backfield so mm-hmm. i mean tony pollard again um and and vaughn a lot in the same vein of pollard is only five six and 175 pounds so um he returns the season after exiting that uh that playoff loss with the broken leg and ankle um so i think that they clearly releasing zeke elliott shows that they have some confidence that that pollard's the recovery status is there and he's going to be ready by the beginning of the season um and i think that he's going to get a huge workload in 2023 um so Zeke last season, 231 rushing attempts, uh, 50% of last season's running back carries in Dallas. Pollard uh, already had 193 attempts of, an, of his own in 2022. So a fraction of Zeke Elliott's workload coming to Pollard is huge uh, for him and I think makes him running back one just based specifically on that. I mean, you're going 193 carries. You're gonna He's going to definitely get over 100. Um, but I'll pose this to you, Josh. Um, the... Uh, Injury concerns. Are you concerned about Tony Pollard's ability to stay on the field for um, the entirety of the season? Not not necessarily. I mean, I don't think he's had a huge injury history, um, but also he'd been playing behind Zeke for a lot of the time. So it's a big question to me, kind of how he can handle the the full the full load. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's a guy that that if he falls in the right place in the draft, like you know, late second round or maybe middle second round yeah. i'm happy to scoop him up but he's not a guy that i'm reaching for just because there's a lot of questions as to how that's going to work mm-hmm. um without without zeke there alex any thoughts on tony pollard no i i mean i pretty much agree with what you guys are saying um yeah i'm just looking at elliot because i i don't know sorry um oh no it's I was fine reading this thing about elliot and that that he's thought that the Cowboys were about to resign him and then the Cowboys are saying no we're not going to resign yeah I mean you never know I mean they they very well I'm just surprised because I I looked up because I wasn't sure if he got picked up by somebody else yet but um, I'm surprised nobody's taken a um, a swing on him yet yeah, no one has picked him up yet. There's a few notable running backs that are still off, the, uh, still available. Um, but I do disagree with you, Josh. Um, I think Tony Pollard is going to be an easy running back one in fantasy. Explosive, great runner, 5.2 yards per carry last season on 190 carries. Um, pass catching upside, I think, because right now I have him as my running back eight. I think he can easily crack that top ten. Um but again, if he stays healthy, if he stays healthy, mm-hmm. and again, there is the potential that they add another notable name to the backfield, um, which again could be could be a Zeke return uh, or with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, or Dalvin Cook. I, you know, I just don't see Dalvin Cook signing there. But Zeke, obviously, if they resign, it's going to be with a massive, massive. Isn't pay everybody cut. assuming Cook's going to Miami? Yeah, I think that's that. yeah, that's what I've heard is sort of the, oh. the front runner. But 
Who knows? I've heard Jerry, there's so many teams that like the who knows what will happen in Jerry World. Or not the Eagles, the Jets or whoever, and the Dolphins, and you know whatever. I'll believe it whenever he actually signs with someone. Um, but yeah, depending on who they add, if they add someone, which you know they probably will, could lower his ceiling. But I still think that keeps him in the top ten for me. Um, and like I said, it's it's pretty much it's his backfield as long as he's there to do it. So. Uh, moving on to the wide receiver room, C.D. Lamb uh, already tied uh, with another notable name, Stefan Diggs, for fourth in targets across the league from last season, 28.6% target share in 2022, um, and that's fantastic. That's wide receiver one numbers up and down the board. Did one of you guys have C.D. Lamb la- last year? I, I feel like two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Um, like I said, he's the top pass catcher there. Um, I don't see anything, any expectation sinking. I think he's the best cowboy yeah brandon cooks i think is a great addition um and michael gallup is kind of in that make or break like you know you're done after this kind of year because they signed him to a big contract a few years ago they really do like signing guys who don't really do a lot of anything but um uh wide receiver noah brown and tight end dalton schultz combined are leaving uh about a 30 percent target share uh off the board and i I don't think that he's going to get a you know a 50 percent target share next season or 60 percent or whatever um but someone's going to take those targets and i think he's definitely set up to have have a bigger bigger target share than last season um brandon cook's uh fifth team in 10 seasons he gets around um he's produced at least one 1000 yard season for four prior teams um he is turning 30 though this year um I still like him as a wide receiver, too. I think this, as much as they run the ball, they do like to throw. And again, with Zeke out, I think that there will be more opportunities to throw. Um, I I think that he still is a legitimate deep threat. And I think that it does open up the field more for Lamb, um, as well as the run game. Uh, Gallup, on the other hand, I think is more touchdown-dependent, flex, bench player. Um, so we'll see if he can stay healthy. Uh could be a good wide receiver handcuff. You don't really hear a lot about those um, or a lot of people doing a wide receiver handcuff. But if Cooks or Lamb miss any time, he would definitely be a person that you'd want to have floating around there. Um, Josh, where do you have these guys ranked, these three wideouts? Um, I haven't thought about Cook, but Gallup, I, Cooks. I, Gallup I'd have. Too many. Too many. Yeah. Gallup, I'd have probably as my wide receiver five. Gallup, you mean? Uh, Lamb, oh, I'm sorry, right? uh, Lamb. <laughs> like, wow, yeah. you really like Gallup? <laughs> I'd Gallup on the brain. Gallup on uh, the brain. <laughs> um, uh, Cooks. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think he'll be a value in the draft just because a lot of people might be fading him. Yeah, uh, he's never been a flashy dude, but he gets the volume and, yeah. and gets the job done. Um, well, I don't know. I'll say wide receiver twenty-five. 25 yeah right now i've got cd lamb at wide receiver eight behind uh amon ross st brown and i've got cooks at 35 gallup is down in the 50s somewhere Forget him. Uh, but again i mean i do think that he could garner that but again you're kind of hoping well not hoping you're kind of expecting that some other guys are going to miss some time i think uh so alex you the last few years or at least last year for sure with your first pick in the draft you did take Justin Jefferson last year. Do you think Lamb is one of those guys that could be a first pick wide receiver? Do you think he kind of falls out of that, like Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase? I think he's just on the line. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't draft him at the first pick, um, but he's right there. You had him listed as your, what, seven? Eight. 
Yeah. Yeah, I would, you know, I could see putting him at maybe even up to like five or six. Yeah. But he's just on that line where I probably wouldn't still at this point take him first overall where I would, you know, Jefferson or a couple of other guys. Yeah. Like, because like Cooper Cup now, I think after the injury last season, I don't know if he'll be a guy that's in that like first round. I don't know. I feel like Lamb by the end of the season will be one of those guys that you wished you'd taken yeah. in the yeah, first that's round. The thing. Yeah. But at this moment, you know, let's, we'll see. I, I mean, think... if you're in a 12 team league and you, and you take him at 10 or later, maybe. Yeah. Cause he, he's, I think he's going to have a very big year. Um, that is still, I, I think the team overall will decline somewhat, but that offense is going to score. Yeah. They're going to put up a lot of points. Yeah. High scoring offense from last year. Some changes there, but I don't really see it dropping off super dramatically. Again, I mean, you got to contend with Philadelphia. Again, I think that there's going to be a lot of regression in this division, not only from the top, but from those uh, other teams as well. Um, tight end, guys. Tight end is a little bit weird on this team now. Uh, Dalton Schultz is now with the Houston Texans, uh, who we talked about last week. But uh, so <laughs> it's a weird uh, group here um, in the fact that I don't have any of them ranked really in my top uh we've got jake ferguson peyton hendershot and the rookie that we brought up earlier luke schoenmacher maker i don't know how you pronounce that name uh the three of them have 30 total receptions combined at the professional level uh schultz pretty much uh double their total amount in each of the last three seasons by himself uh prescott did like to throw to dalton schultz so you know you do wonder if any of these guys can take that spot right now Rate late round pick potential uh, on one of these guys, um, but I think Lamb, Cooks, and Gallup and Pollard are going to be the top four. Who's the rookie Schoenmacher? Schoenmacher, Luke Schoenmacher. Uh, yeah, right now I don't trust any of them enough to even yeah. to. I mean, maybe you take a take a late round flyer. If you're a them. guy who likes to take a backup tight end and would take one really late, maybe, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, I don't have any of them ranked in my top 25 and that's fine. Uh, just, uh, just avoid them. Go, go for someone else. You know, grab David and Joku. Like if you want a tight end, that's not going to do anything for hell. Even dress Dalton Schultz, you know, he's, he's still in Texas, you know, just not the, the team that he was playing for last year. He loves that state. Can't get out of it. Loves that barbecue. God what do they do in Texas? Texas? Steaks or whatever? Oh. <laughs> Things. <laughs> I mean, they do, they do barbecue. Yeah, they do barbecue. They love it there. Austin, Texas is a town that is that true. exists that exists in that area. <laughs> well, guys, that'll do it for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, oh no, what did I do? Oh, whoops, 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 whoops. Sorry, I uh, I uh, I went away from another thing. Uh, but yeah, guys, we'll roll over to last year's Super Bowl. I don't know why I just like was like, oh no, oh no. Uh, we'll roll over to last year's Super Bowl team. While we're pulling that up, the Philadelphia Eagles, a Super Bowl loser, actually. Uh, some pretty big uh, subtractions on this team, mostly on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and again, we're talking about offense um, right now in fantasy relevant players. But we've got Miles Sanders left town. Um, Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, is gone. Um, and then, you know, it's again, the defense lost a lot because you're white, TJ Edwards, Javon Hargrave, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, so on and so forth. Um, some key additions here. DeAndre Swift, obviously a huge one. Rashad Penny also 
Uh, so get ready for a running back room that you won't be able to rely on anyone to do anything on the day that you need them to. Uh, Marcus Mariota is in town after his one-year uh, stay over in Atlanta that was less than exciting. Um, Terrell Edmonds, a safety. Jalen Carter uh, was drafted also. And Nolan Smith, uh, two rookies, I believe, both who played for Georgia, I think. They were both drafted from there. Uh, but let's start with the guy. The guy, $255 million man, Jalen Hurts. Giant extension. Uh, clearly the franchise guy. Signed through 2028, so it's going to be a while. Um, probably the one of the bigger bargains last year in fantasy football. Um, now probably the most highly coveted player in fantasy football. Um, I can't see, because we have our draft board up from last year. And I should have done this before because I didn't really think about it. Where was he drafted in our league? I'm just going to let jo- Josh's big old noggin is, an, is ahead of it. But, yeah, he, I don't think it was, like, really early at all. So was it oh, – who was it? Well, you guys uh, do me a favor and see if you can find him. I think he was on sixth, sixth round. Sixth round to pick. Ricky, to Ricky. Sixth round pick was uh, Jalen Hurts. And I believe he was traded in the middle of the season, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's something, but, uh, yeah, Jalen hurts in our league, a six round pick. Um, and you know, most drafts do go, I think pretty standard. I'm sure there's someone who's going to listen to this and be like, no, I'm not an idiot. I drafted him my first overall pick. You dumb, dumb, uh, right. Listen, listen you dumb hick. You dumb hick. Right now I've got Jalen hurts. This is my quarterback three. Um, it's that the rushing upside, 165 rushing attempts, uh, most, by any quarterback last season, uh, and that's around 10 points per game specifically from running the ball, which is absolutely insane. Um, fourth most all-time by a quarterback, those 10.27 points specifically from running most all-time by a quarterback. Um, probably won't run the ball as much this season as last season. I think that that's pretty normal. Um, he's running behind probably the best offensive line in football one of the best if not you could make the argument that they're the best offensive line in football um quality of the carries is fantastic um clearly i think he's still going to hit 100 i think he's going to go over 100 carries does he hit 165 probably not definitely think he gets over 100 absolutely top 10 most likely top five on a very high scoring offense um yeah i don't this is, you know, Miles Sanders' career season last year. Hurts still ran the ball the fifth most time across the league um, in the red zone. Um, tied for second in rushing attempts inside the 10-yard line and was second attempts inside the five. And the NFL didn't outlaw their sneak play. Yeah. So, so you can still get you can still score at the goal line. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, this is, just, this is just his legs. So, so far we're at this point, and we're just talking about his rushing ability. Now we're going to get into his weapons in the passing game. So, um Top three option at the position, obviously, uh, that's with your guys. Uh, we're going to skip the running back uh, this in this one instance because the running backs are all over the place. We're going to come back to him, though. But A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith um, are one of three pairs of teammate uh, receivers inside the top 15 from last season, uh, last fantasy season on a points-per-game basis. Uh, the two of them had almost identical season stat wise uh smith had seven more receptions while brown had about 300 more yards um and four more touchdowns uh i mean these guys are i had smith was a steal for me last yeah year. i yeah. had aj brown i believe i got aj brown in the third round yes yes i did alex you got devonta smith late um yeah 
So after the season you had last year, I mean, Devonta Smith's probably going to go higher. I imagine A.J. Brown will probably go higher. Where do you have these guys ranked? Like, where do you comfortably have them ranked? Josh? Oh, me? Uh, well, that was pitched to Alex, <laughs> but I should say <laughs> Well, no. I don't have uh, a ranking. I, I, oh, yeah, you're right. I'd have uh, Brown slightly ahead of Smith. Uh, I'd probably put Brown like 10, 11, Smith, I don't know. 13, 14 on, in my wide yeah. receiver, somewhere around there. I think that's accurate. <laughs> but yeah. there's a there's certainly a not implausible scenario where Smith ends the season better fantasy wise than Brown does, or real football wise. I just I like Smith a lot. I honestly might rank Smith like one high. I mean, I put them both around around hovering around ten, and I might even put Smith one ahead because he's could be. I mean, he had a great year last year. Could be due for another very big big year. Yeah. Well, I mean, both averaged more than eight targets per game last season. Uh, Dallas Goder did miss five games last season, um, and that didn't matter, though. When he was playing, it was still very much there. Um, they get his attention, and because he can extend plays with his legs. So, like, he's not that he, – he doesn't really check down out of those two guys. Like, it's one, two, and usually that's where he's going with the ball. Um the Philadelphia Eagles uh, offensive uh, targeted running backs just 61 total times last season. Um, and I think that that shows. I think that both of these guys um, are – both of them are in wide receiver one territory for me. I think they're both yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. I agree with Josh 100%. I've got uh, A.J. Brown at nine right now. I've got Devonta Smith at 13. Uh, this isn't one of those situations where if you don't get the main guy and you get the other guy, you're fine. Regardless, yeah. just take yeah. either one of them. It's fine. But because a lot of teams you get like, oh, I want Amon Ra, but then I want whoever. You know, obviously, Jamison Williams, I picked the wrong team. You get Tyree Kill. You know, it's a Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins scenario where it's just like, hey, they're going to get the ball. Both of them are going to be fine. Plug and, plug and play these wide receivers. One issue with this wide receiver and behind those two, not so great. Uh, Olamide, Zacchaeus, Quez Watkins, and that's about it for this team. So, um, Obviously, we've got a long off season, so we'll see if they add any any uh, depth or experience there to the roster. But I don't just I just don't see anybody taking away from these two. You so, don't like Charleston Rambo, Charleston Rambo. <laughs> who knows? Hell, maybe is Sounds he a like a rookie or something? Uh, so let's go over to these running backs. This messy, messy, messy running back room. Uh, Miles Sanders is gone. Uh, we all know that he's in Carolina, I believe. Yeah, Carolina uh, taking over for Deonta Foreman the book of foreman um so uh, signing but you know having rashad penny and uh uh who deandre swift yeah deandre swift on top of having who else is on this team josh can you pull me up a depth chart oh uh, yeah i got is, it. you're talking about running backs? yeah running backs oh, there's yeah. gainwell still there Boston kenneth gainwell Scott's still yeah. there <laughs> So many it's a mess. So Miles Sanders uh, went to Carolina. Um, he was the clear-cut starting running back for uh, this team last season. Um, now definitely the clear-cut starting running back in Carolina uh, to replace him. Obviously, Penny uh, signed Penny, traded for DeAndre Swift, Kenneth Gainwell still there, Boston Scott. Um, 
and Jalen Hurts is essentially there in the running back room. Also, Penny's one-year deal uh, is just about six hundred grand uh, dead cap if he's waived at any point. So, I mean, this could you know Rashad Penny has been kind of injury prone when he there's flashes there there have been flashes that he could have been absolutely phenomenal yeah. insane yards per, per yeah, carry when absolutely he's been healthy ridiculous 6.22 yards per carry in his last 176 attempts um so we'll see but again does he make it out of camp who knows we'll see about that but again that's a pretty light i mean saying six hundred thousand dollars isn't a lot of money it's even in my brain sounds stupid but for an nfl team that's a pretty pretty light dead dead cap hit um 27 years old he has just 337 total regular season carries injury history again like we said it's lengthy um and so speaking of injuries we'll roll into our next guy deandre swift has appeared in just 40 of a possible 50 games in the first three seasons of his career uh when he is available though uh great pass catching upside uh 4.6 yards per carry average um you know lacks some vision when he has room i think definitely hurts him um but again there's there's not a lot we can do with this backfield at the moment because jalen hurts is still going to have a major impact on this team's offense from the ground game um so i think that that caps everyone's fantasy ceiling right off the top well, just just to not to derail your thought but the the real problem is like all these guys have been fantasy relevant at some point yeah. in the last three years and, and it makes the whole thing just a muddled mess yeah well, I mean, look at last season. Miles Sanders had a career best in 2022. He was always that guy that showed flashes, but just could never get in the end zone, couldn't do this. Finally started getting in the end zone, still just finished as a running back 18 and a points per game basic basis um, because of Jalen Hurts' ability to take those, poach those touchdowns at the goal line and just poach carries throughout the game. Um, but Sanders does leave behind 47, around a 47% of the Eagles carries from last season. So there's definitely room for someone to take those, but is it going to be five guys taking that? Is it, is it five that? Guys. Yeah. I mean, burger and fries. Five guys, burger and fries. And also 50. Oh my God. You beat me to it. Ugh. Um, so yeah. you created this. this I know. Your <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, uh, Fourth most rushing attempts in the red zone, uh, and that tied Jalen Hurts. This was Miles Sanders uh, with the third most inside the 10 last season. So there is room for someone to be there. But again, not to say the word again to make you say that burger, that popular burger restaurant. This broadcast is brought to you by Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Tap into the Peppermint Glacier with the new Peppermint Burger coming out this summer, summer 2023. Yum. Uh, but yeah, who comes out unscathed through the preseason of these injury-riddled backs? <laughs> who makes it out alive? Um, Look and at it, you. You're having fun. I know. And uh, Swift is obviously the, the guy you'd imagine to take the the lion share of the carries um right now again very early season he's my highest ranked philly back i have him at 28 um and then below that i have uh what's his bucket uh rashad penny, penny. <laughs> yeah rashad yeah. penny rashad penny for your thoughts which i can't believe you haven't said that yet josh um i'm sure you've said Remember that. little penny <laughs> <the commercials? laughs> little penny um right now i have rashad penny at running back 37 uh nobody else here is in my top 50 kenneth gainwell i think his time of gaining well is is over gaining well enough <laughs> yeah he's gonna be gaining poorly gaining time on the bench and boston scott i think it's these guys <laughs> well on the bench baby um as a group i think that they're gonna be great again if one of them doesn't like die in the preseason or like someone will just slip on a banana peel like 
like after practice and like tear an ACL or something. So also you're the, saying if we could combine them into the weird some sort of pit outside of uh, Lincoln Financial. Building. Yeah, if they just fall in and get lost forever, some yeah. sort of kaiju. Yeah, uh, if you form if you them, will. form them into one person, you might get one back that you could probably like rely on. Uh, so this backfield. Do you like any? Where, where, where's the highest? I'm going to ask you this, Alex. Highest you feel comfortable drafting, let's say DeAndre Swift. Still, I think it's got to be pretty low. Yeah, I don't know. No, no higher for me than probably my RB two. Yeah, because where did he? Josh, did you draft him last year? I did. Yeah, with your second pick. Uh, yep, yeah. number two yeah. overall pick. I think that ADP is going to fall a little bit for DeAndre Swift. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. So at most, yeah. Middle rounds on the RB. I mean, wouldn't that be my RB1? Um, I think he's a good player. If he can stay healthy, he can have a great year. But, like, like you're saying, that offense is loaded and, yeah. and Hurts can get around mm-hmm. just fine on his own. Yeah, it's weird to, for a team that's offense is this good to be like, eh, the backs just screw yeah. it. And I'll actually move us into our last guy, Dallas Godert. Uh, most likely. Uh, the third uh, receiving option in 22, or top, the third highest receiving option on this team in 2023. Um, 12 games last year, uh, only played. He did miss some time with injury. Still third in targets um, amongst all players on the team last season. 69 targets. Nice. Uh, were more than every Philly running back combined on this team. So there's that. Um, yeah, at this point, I think Godert is a... I think if he plays all season, no-brainer tight end one for me. I think he's going to be one of those guys that you can get if you don't get one of the you know top flight big name guys, and you'll be perfectly fine just being able to like just plug him and play. Yeah, I'm yeah. fine with Dallas Godert moving forward. Uh, Josh, where do you have Dallas Godert ranked in your tight end? Uh, I'd have him probably like tight end five or six. I mean, to me, he's right at the top of that first tier of guys yeah. after your, your Kittles, your, your I have him uh, right out Andrews. of that. I've got yeah. him at six. I've got him right underneath the Hawkinson, Andrews, Kelsey, yeah. Waller, Kittle stack there. Um, but still, yeah, I think he's a perfectly fine fantasy asset. The final fantasy. All right, fellas, now we're going to talk about the <laughs> we always do uh cuz I never know if it's like cuz whenever I listen to pod, it's still doing this podcast for 3 years, I will say this. Whenever you listen to some podcasts, it just stops and then there's the break and then it goes into it. Some people say cuz we did it for a when we first started, we were like, "All right, we're going to like do this." So, I don't know what to do. So, We'll pitch it. Maybe we'll do something different next time. We'll have Alex segue into the... I don't know what you're talking about. What? No, you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, well, guys, uh, we're halfway through, and now we're going to talk about Dem Commanders. Dem Commanders. Uh, pretty much a brand new look for this team in the 2023 season. Um, quarterback Carson Wentz is gone. Taylor Heineke is gone. Those two losers are out of town. Didn't Carson Wentz just get into some like shit for like... He killed like some giant game animal and posted it on like Instagram or something. Sounds like it, it was a it was like a black bear or something. He like killed a oh, bear man. like hunting. Sounds like something he'd do. Yeah, I mean he doesn't have a job, so I mean he's just he's made a lot of money in the NFL. Now he can go kill giant animals that yeah. is weird to hunt. I mean you're probably just making a rug out of it. I don't know. 
uh, we're very much uh, this podcast is uh, friends of the animals. forest and all of its woodland creatures. So mm-hmm. bears. there was because you see all those like videos about like the hunter becomes the prey whenever it's like an elephant like attacks like a poacher or something. You're like, yeah, get him. So like, I don't <laughs> want that to happen. I don't want like people to die or anything. But uh, still weird. Don't piss off an elephant. Don't piss off an elephant. That's what we've learned. <laughs> uh, but guys, so uh, former fifth round pick, second year QB Sam Howell is. Uh, the current uh, number one QB on the depth chart, QB1. Uh, behind him is journeyman Jacoby Brissett. So with that being said, you know Jacoby Brissett's probably going to play at least nine games this season because that just seems to be how it goes. Um, right now, that see, this team is the one for me that's like there's just nothing to really Did sink your teeth Rivera? into. they fire Rivera? I didn't think so, but... I the more because I was doing some research for this and it's like this I didn't really look at the head coaching situation, um, but I do think he's still there. It is still Riverboat. Yeah, Riverboat Ron is still in town. Very funny. It did because it did seem like one of those like yeah he got fired right he's absolutely got fired. Well, like when he said when it didn't occur to him until the post game press conference like the second last game like oh wait we're mathematically eliminated and the reporter's like yeah it's. Because you lost today, you're out. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, the game. that's awesome. Like I remember hired yeah. to to coach players, not do math. Yeah, Alan. yeah. I mean, you'd figure that like part of your job would be knowing where you stand on going to the playoffs or not. But he's an X's and O's guy. Whatever, you know, ones and twos guy. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're going to be good with another coach. Well, no. well, we'll see what he's able to do. But uh, clearly, Howell is going to be the guy. Uh, Howell. Howell. So instead of uh, retreading out Carson Wentz there, uh, they're giving this kid the shot, uh, knowing this team and seeing what they've done at quarterback for the last 20 years or whatever, 25 years. I Probably not going to end so well. Um, but there is there is talent on this team. I will say that. Can Sam Howell be good enough? Josh. Since there's not a lot of ranking stuff to do here, I'm just going to pose it to you. Do you think Sam Howell is the guy in Washington? He is a guy in Washington. <laughs> he currently I resides I mean, in the D.C. They're area. not going to be good. It, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alex, any thoughts on Sam Howell? Do you think that he can be the the guy for this team? No. <laughs> See, I like how, you know, it's like normally you'd probably do like on... Um, to be fair, I know almost nothing about Sam Howell, so maybe he's a very nice guy. Maybe I'll have a breakout season and I'll have a bunch of egg on my face, but uh, I'll echo Josh's sentiments. Who cares? Yeah. You know, I think you kind of have to do that, right? I mean, because, like, we could do the thing where we, like, go back and forth and, like, pitch our, like, whatevers. But at the end of the day, we all think he's going to suck. So, like, why waste our time? Right now, Sam Howell is not – I do not have him listed on my top 25, and I will not budge on that as the season begins i think if you're drafting sam hell to be your fantasy quarterback you are in a super deep 60 team yeah crazy amount of players league or you are just drafting for the first time and you just think you're sam hell's mother yep and you think he's cute um but again there is a lot of there is talent on this team the running back room isn't great um but I think that there's some playmaking ability here in these players like the, the wide receiver group is i think pretty solid um but you can see the poor quarterback play has been kind of the bane of this team for the last few years. Um, so, but you know, there is Terry McLaurin, you know, you got some guys, John Dotson, um, JD McKissick is no longer on this team. Correct. Josh. Uh, he is not. Yeah. Not. And he is not signed either. So you got Brian Robinson jr. Who is clearly going to be the guy um, at the running back position. Antonio Gibson, who a couple of years ago was the guy is now faded into 
pretty much irrelevant. I think that he can bring it back with the reception with the re- receptions. 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 Give me the receptions. But I think that he'll I got be the receipts, sis. Yeah, I think that he's he's essentially a handcuff at this point. But uh, yeah, let's go through here. So Sam Howell, Howell is competing with Jacoby Brissett for the number one job. So I don't think it's set in stone that he is the guy. But um, yeah. Ooh, Jake Fromm is sitting there in third. Mm-hmm. Jake Fromm, uh, Jake from from State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a while. To, I liked it you, to get that. I up. saw it coming together. That was great. <laughs> Put it together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, whenever you draft on like Fantasy Pros or something, like the other teams have just like really stupid punny like player names, and I always see that one. I'm like, Jake Fromm isn't even like he's like has he ever started a game? I'm like. Really digging here, but uh, yeah, he was, had a touchdown last year, and by last year I mean twenty twenty one. Ooh, good for him! So two years ago. Um, so for me, Howell is not worth drafting in one quarterback leagues. Uh, three interceptions. Yeah, ooh, good for him. Uh, one touchdown, three interceptions. Quarterback rating of eighteen point eight. Hey, he maybe he should go work for State Farm. Um, but yeah, not worth drafting in quarterback one leagues for me. Um, maybe during the season he will definitely be there in your waiver wire hell maybe he does something you never know um but he is off my board entirely uh he did start week 18 for the commanders last season and scored 19 fantasy points with 169 passing yards one touchdown and one interception along with 35 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown could be a surprise could be a surprise uh when he was at north carolina in 2021 he ran for about 800 yards and 11 touchdowns i think if you're expecting that in the nfl you're expecting an awful lot but hey i mean clearly he's got some legs so you never know uh and again we've got curtis samuel logan thomas Jahan dotson terry mclaurin there's guys there there's some guys there but let's move on to the running back here brian robinson uh is expected to be the number one running back in washington i think he for me i think josh was high on him last year and then injuries kind of happened well he got shot Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a way of putting it. I forgot. It was the Uh, undersell. Oh, my. Well, I mean, come on. I have to, like, keep the. You know how training camp is. (laughs) It's just one of those things. Hey, you know, I, you know what? I still stand by that. It was, it it technically was an injury that he sustained during the NFL season. So come at me, bro. Let's get someone to debate me on the differences in those. All right, let's uh, let's hit the reset button here for a second. You're full of the giggles tonight. And three, two, one. Uh, but for me, Brian Robinson, I think right now with the way this backfield is set up, he is being drafted. I would draft him in that third running back flex spot. I'm not taking him in the top seven picks. Probably eight, nine, ten around that spot. That's where I have him. <laughs> Are you still high on him, Josh? This season? Um, or? I'm not. I'm not necessarily high on him. I think you know he's a good flex. I wouldn't want him as my RB two, but I think he's a high end. RB3 flex position. Yeah. I and mean, I'm looking back at the uh, – he wasn't uh, outstanding last year um, after he came back from the gunshot wound. And, and how much of the that injury. was <laughs> – he was still healing. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they did kind of rush him back. But um, I was looking at the, the – you know, he had 22 atten- 24 attempts, uh, 17, week 17, 22 attempts, 21 attempts, week 13. So he's getting volume. I yeah. mean, they're going to give him the ball, I think. So – He's going to have the opportunity. What he can do with it remains to be seen. But mm-hmm. um, no, I, I I'm not high on him, but I think he could be a value because yeah, a lot of people are probably fading him. Yeah, and I'm one of those people. I have him right now as my running back 34. I have him below Khalil Herbert from Chicago, and I have Antonio Gibson at 39. Um, but it was a quality rookie campaign. Um, you know, so it not 
you missed the first four games of the season, obviously, but did score at least 10 PPR points in six of the final 11 outings, like you said. So pretty solid there in the back end. Um, him and Antonio Gibson are still going to go back and forth with this. I do think that he's going to lead this team in carries and rushing yards and rushing touchdowns if we stay healthy, which, again, I mean, he suffered the injury last season, so it could happen again. <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> if it would be like the unluckiest human being in the history of time yeah um, cool <laughs> i don't know he's I'd, got Wolverine that one that one in my head sounded a little bit more, <laughs> that one in my head sounded a little bit more funny um but yeah like i, I do think that he's going to lead this team in all those categories if if he's able to stay healthy um i think the passing game is where he will struggle um only nine catches for 60 yards and one touchdown on 12 targets in the entirety of the rookie campaign um but there is still potential for two, 250 carry season for him. So um, he could be a weekly fantasy starter. Like, he could be a steal. Right now, I'm not in love with this team. You know, essentially a rookie quarterback, so maybe you lean on the back a little bit. Um, but could be a top 20 fantasy running back for me. I think that there's some potential there. Um, but right now, Gibson, for me, is expected to be the running back two, and I think that is where he's going to be pretty much finishing. Um, he's competing with with Robinson for playing time worth drafting i think too i think these guys are both worth drafting just maybe not as high yeah. as you would expect some other guys who are in the Gibson's same position a very high value handcuff yeah he does have that receiving ability but yeah. i think robinson's gonna be the the primary back there for sure yeah higher ppr value for him i think mm-hmm. and with mckissick out of town because uh, jd mckissick did take away a lot of a lot of reception target targets for just antonio gibson yeah just give him, oh my god how many times have you said that on the we should i need to start marking down every time because because i'm pretty sure we've talked about jd mckissick multiple I, times so. this is the first time i'm hearing him do it really i mean we may yeah, have forgotten yeah, yeah. i mean how much of this do you really retain after we do it almost no. <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> but yeah so gibson i think has a has a chance to get a good share of touches um career best last year in targets actually with 58 targets and receptions 46 and yards 350 some um so if he can build off of that uh because eric b enemy is the new offensive coordinator uh for this team uh i think that either one of these guys could be a flex option in ppr um so we'll have to see uh but yeah non-ppr i think robinson is probably the guy to go with here wide receiver situation terry mclaurin uh Close 22 uh, out on a pretty pretty good note. Uh, hopefully we can get that moving forward. I think he's worth drafting right now as a low-end uh, wide receiver two. Uh, for me personally, um, scored at least 13 points per game uh, in four of the final five games last season, which did help his stock, I think, going into next season. But again, you're playing with Sam Howell right now. Um, Howell did target McLaurin six times in that last game of the season last year. Three catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown see how it works you know kind of got to see how yeah they all get along you know so how do these boys get along rugrats playing the yeah. playpen, you know? uh jahan dotson is the second year uh wide receiver on this team uh, probably going to be the number two wide receiver i think he's worth drafting as a number three fantasy wide out though uh pretty solid rookie campaign though in 2022 um played 12 games in the rookie season scored seven touchdowns uh, six games with at least 13 PPR points. Uh, lone start with Sam Howell. That's what we're going to stick on with these guys. Uh, four targets, three catches, 72 yards. Not terrible. Um, again, same thing with McLaurin. You got essentially a question mark at quarterback, even if you're a talented wide receiver yeah. like Terry McLaurin is. It's yeah. hard to tell what's going to happen. Um, 
for me, one A, one B kind of wide receiver in this situation. I think that they can both they can both get the job done if Howell can get the job done at the quarterback position. Uh, we're going to move on to Logan Thomas here. Uh, starting tight end for this team. Logan Thomas has been in the league for a while. Actually, he was a quarterback when he came in the league. I don't know if you guys remember that. He was drafted as a quarterback by the Arizona Cardinals. Um, not worth drafting for me in fantasy leagues. Uh, breakout tight end in 2020. I don't know if you guys remember that season, but 11 points per game uh, that season. But injuries and just inconsistency all around. I don't I don't know. Average 5.5 PPR points per game in 2022 new quarterback i don't yeah. like him there was like a brief moment of time last year where everybody was kind of giving the gas to logan thomas as being a, a good tight end and i think i had him for a while and it did yeah. not pan out so. he's one of those guys that he like scores a touchdown one week and then you're like oh yeah and then you have him for three weeks and he gets i feel like he was always again the waiver wire and yeah like they always they always um uh what do you call it? projected him to do better than he ever did yeah he's just that guy He's yeah. just it's the tight end. It's a Mo Ali Cox, the all those guys. It's they have one target for one catch, one yard, and one touchdown one week, and you're like, okay, that's fine. And then they'll have three targets over the next five games with one catch for like two yards with no scores. And you're like, okay, sick. I'm losing, and I'm losing badly. Well, guys, let's move along here. Josh, where? Oh, Josh is using the bathroom. You can just say it in the microphone, dog. Here, just look at the audience really quick and tell them what you're doing. Oh, wait, he's not by his mic anymore. Alex, can you play the role of Josh right now? Hi. <laughs> Josh, what are you doing right now? I'm going to the bathroom. Oh, that's fun. Well, we're going to We're going to move on to Josh's fa- second favorite team, the New York Football Giants. Um like I said this year, uh some okay players on this team. The wide receiver room is a little bit iffy. Um they did bring in Darren Waller, uh who is a top five tight end for me right now and daniel jones you know i'm kind of drinking it a little bit i have him as my quarterback 11 behind dak prescott um he's i don't know you know it's daniel it's one of those guys i think me and you kind of like have where we don't really like buy into like the hype like all the time because like Mm. i just don't i don't trust it i don't try he could be great he really could Right now, I think his projections are all like, because, you know, they, they have those preseason projections, like 3,800 yards, 23 touchdowns. But, like, the yard, the rushing yardage is really good for him. Yeah. Like, I will agree well, with that. Well, and I think the last season in a system with a pretty good coach um, and not even that great of players around him, like, he's better than bad. Yeah. For sure. Like, I, I can definitely see him being drafted this season yeah. right now. Um, which would have been unthinkable two years ago. Yeah, because he did have a, he had a great season yeah. last year. Um, became uh, there's nine quarterbacks in the league who, in the history of the league to pass for three thousand yards and rush for at least seven hundred, and he did that last season. And seven hundred yards on the ground is great. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. But fifteen passing touchdowns did keep the interceptions low, only five, but fifteen passing touchdowns, eh, seven rushing touchdowns, so to bolster that. So. You know, it's, what, 22 touchdowns overall? Not terrible. Did fumble the ball three times, but he did average 19, just around 20 points, fantasy points per game. And so you're just kind of hoping, because he can he build on that? Or is it all just going to come crashing down? Oh, hey, Josh, you're back. Uh, yeah. How was that? Great. Fantastic. We won't talk about it. We won't get into details. But once we're off air, I'll ask you all about it. Great. Uh, Josh, I'll pose this to you. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Daniel Jones will build on his 2022 breakout season? Or do you think that? I do. Uh, I like him this season. Um, you know, he's got that rushing upside. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they've got good weapons in New York. Um, 
So yeah, if, if he can just, you know, take the Josh Allen path of, of being a little more accurate with his passing, mm-hmm. uh, which I think he will, uh, I like him this season. Yeah. So they, again, bring in Darren Waller like that. Saquon Barkley, I believe it's still kind of in flux. Has he signed a tender yet? I thought he yeah. Had, did he sign? Sure. He may have. Uh, Josh, if you could look that up, because I there's so many running backs who are like looking to sign. I see it. I'm just like eh, it goes immediately out of my head. Um, but clearly, Saquon Barkley is looking to be coming back to this team, which is great. Um, but the, you know, people are like Jalen Hyatt's in town, and they got Paris Campbell. And I'm like, okay, cool, but like. The wide receiver room leaves a lot to be desired. Jalen Hyatt obviously is, you know, you know, the younger cat on the team. So, you know, you have a little bit more hope there. But a third round pick from Tennessee could be an impact player right away. But again, he's a rookie wide receiver. So lots there. Yeah. So they franchise tagged him, but they still haven't reached a deal on a new yeah, contract. So and he could theoretically hold out is is the issue. Yeah. Um, which could happen. I mean, it's it's going to be harder for running backs to make money, and we'll talk about that here um, later on as the offseason progresses, but, I mean, everyone kind of knows that now. But um, we'll move on to, to Barkley. So, like, right now for, for Saquon, if he plays, he's going to be great. You know, it, that's the thing. It's He's one of those guys that he's absolutely fantastic, stay healthy, and is he going to play? Is he going to hold out, or is he going to play for these? Usually these contract disputes do kind of settle the, themselves out. I think that, you know, there's a lot of, like, excitement. It's like, oh, wait, is he actually going to hold out the season? Le'Veon Bell style, I don't see that happening at the moment. Right now, Saquon Barkley is my running back three. I have him behind McCaffrey and Eckler. So I think if he plays, he's going to be absolutely phenomenal because he is phenomenal. But... um did we see yeah we'll see if he reports to training camp um but will he be on the field in week one that's it that's for me and the, the, you know your ranking assumes he pl- yeah like my the, ranking the, is assumed the, clearly my ranking is assuming well, he's playing, I, yeah, yeah but i'm saying like you know as of today you're you're sort of taking that out of the equation yeah okay. but i mean hey it could happen but again yeah everything is on will he be on the field in week one if he's on the field in week one i think he's going to be absolutely fantastic um the contract situation is something to monitor um he is unhappy playing under the franchise tag so we'll have to see what happens but the 2022 is a huge bounce back season for him 17.7 points per game uh ppr points per game that is um which is his best total since 2019 two really sadly injury plagued years in between there so it was awesome to see him back on the field and playing really, really well. Um, Sixteen hundred total yards, fifty-seven receptions, ten touchdowns. Um, I, again, if he plays, he's going to be a star. Uh, we'll move on to the wide receiver room in this team. So, guys, there's a lot of people in this wide receiver room. There's a lot of names um, and a lot of names that you may not know. So we're going to play a little game here. We're going to see how many uh, of these guys Alex knows off the top of his head. Uh, Alex, are you ready to begin? Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I have none of these guys ranked in my top 60 wide receivers. Um, so there's that. But uh, I'm going to start with the first one. You might know this one. Oh, no, you won't know that. Isaiah Hodges. No. Mm. Uh, yeah. So he was on Buffalo um, for a while, but he has been pretty good with the Giants. I think that he can be a pretty solid player. Um, after joining the Giants in November last season, 33 catches, 351 yards, and four touchdowns in eight games. So not bad. There's something there. Um, the next guy is Darius Slayton. He played for the Giants last year. Yeah, he's been with them for a while. 
I kind of know who he is. Yeah, he signed a two-year contract. I'm not a fucking idiot. Oh, I know. It's just like some of these names. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, signed a two-year contract extension in March. Uh, should remain a starter. He's one of those guys that's just kind of there. I think he's if you draft him, he's on your bench. You can plug him in as a flex or a bye week fill, and I think he's perfectly fine. Um, seven games uh, with at least eleven PPR points, which is pretty solid, um, but only averaged eight PPR points per game in 2022 as a total. So, yeah, eight games with six plus targets. So you know. Could be a popular waiver wire option as the season progresses. Uh, this one, I think you will know. Wandale Robinson. He went to Nebraska. He, he sure did. Finished up with Kentucky, I believe. Um, could be the number one wide receiver for this team. Again, I think that you could say that for really any of these guys. That's why the yeah. wide receiver was such a mess. Because, yeah. um, right, yeah, we've got Darren Waller is probably going to soak up most of the targets along with Saquon Barkley. Um, but then... Slayton, Hodges, Sterling Shepard, Paris Campbell, and then the rookie Jalen Hyatt, um, and Wandell Robinson could emerge as a weekly starter. Sterling Shepard? Yep. Sterling Shepard's been there for a long time, too. Um, but could emerge as a weekly starter in, in a bunch of leagues. Wandell Robinson could could go undrafted and, you know, if he's well, not ready for training Victor camp. Cruz. Uh, Victor Cruz has been gone for a while. But, I know. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, but, yeah, we'll just gonna, we're just going to – gonna go past this wide receiver because uh but we'll go to the tight end um waller darren waller kind of a weird one um in the fact where it looked like he was kind of done you know for a little bit um but he's definitely a top 10 tight end um should you know i think that he's yeah definitely gonna be one of those higher up guys the move to new york i think gives him a crazy target share just based yeah. on the names that I just said at wide receiver, I think the target yeah. share is going to be absolutely enormous. The opportunity rather for that is enormous. Um, but there is some risks there. Daniel Jones has never thrown for more than 3,200 yards in a season or 24 touchdowns. And the giants ranked 25th in pass attempts last year. Waller is older. Um, and the recent injury history is a little bit like, kind of like, okay, let's like, you know, take a little bit of this here. But, um, I do think that he's one of those few guys. We talk about it all the time. Every fantasy season, he's one of those few tight ends that can definitely be like a huge different maker, difference maker. Um, averaging more than 70 yards per game in both 2019 and 2020. Absolutely crazy. Um, for me, ceiling to the moon for this guy. Josh, thoughts yeah. on Darren Waller? No, I agree. I mean, he a couple seasons ago, he was like a clear top tier uh, tight end. Yeah. And so, yeah, age is a factor, but you know, there was a period of, I, I think he was out of football for for a while there. So, uh the wear and tear may not be as big of a concern, but um yeah, I, I like him. Um I think he's a, a good, you know, I probably have him 6 or 7 in terms of my tight end rankings, but he has the opportunity, I think, in, in New York to outpace that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Darren Waller actually started his career in uh, Baltimore, actually. So he kind of burst on the scene there after being in the league for like five years. But yeah, two back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons and then kind of fell off. The injuries did start to, to rack up in 2021 and 2022. So it will be interesting because, again, that could be the most bonkers target share for any player ever just based on what they're working with right now. But – We'll have to see. Yeah. But yeah, guys, that'll wrap up the NFC East. So we're going to go into potential records for these teams. Uh, we're going to start with the top. Uh, Alex, where do you see Philadelphia finishing this year in rankings or in their win and loss, wins and losses? 
Well, I think they're going to win the division, and I'll say they go 13-4. and 13-4. and four. Josh, where you got them? I hate to do it, but I'm going to copy. I just think 14-3 is hard, copying activity. hard to replicate, but uh, I, I think they're still going to be good. So. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to give them 12-5. and five. Again, I, I think that you're going to see some regression in all of these teams in this division, for sure. Well, 13-4 and four is a regression, I think. I think oh, it is, yeah. But mm-hmm. I think that the Philadelphia is still the best team in this division, probably the best team in the NFC in general um but still i i do see some i think there's going to be some some fallback there uh alex where you got dallas finishing them Cowboys. i'm gonna have dallas at nine and eight nine and eight finishing eight. third josh i'll go uh ten and uh seven ten and seven eh? i was gonna go ten and seven also with this team uh so alex will go with the team that i think you're gonna have finishing in second because i don't think you're giving it to washington the giants where you got the giants finishing? i have them at 10 and 7 10 and 7 josh where you got them them giants at i'll go 10 and 7 too i'm gonna copy again mm, i don't know if that's possible in the same division but maybe it is they yeah. only played six games with each other yeah so. anything's possible uh i'm gonna i have them at nine and eight theoretically they could all finish 10 and seven that is true uh i got them at nine and eight uh how about them commanders al uh i don't know five and twelve Five and twelve, Josh. Four and thirteen. Four and thirteen. Damn. Uh, I have them at three and fourteen. Actually, <laughs> I think they're going to be absolutely dreadful. Uh, well, we're going to have to see how it plays out, guys. Well, that will wrap up the NFC East. We were definitely not as goofy. I feel like the gas leak that was in here last uh, time we recorded has. I been don't know. Fixed. You got pretty giggly. Yeah, I was giggly moments. there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but guys, I'm taking a little bit of a different track for, uh, our funsies this week. So normally, you know, you do it based on the thing, but I was playing this game on, uh, this website where it's like name, like whoever made like the hall of fame or like the top, whatever running back for a team from like the forties on. And some of the names of these guys were absolutely ridiculous. Like you think names now are ridiculous. Some of them were fucking weird. So I've compiled a list of all of these names. <clears throat> now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and forth. Um, I'm going to read off three names to you. One is real. The other two are oh. fake. Ooh, this will be fun. And I'm going to see if you guys can pick out the real name. <laughs> what do you name. mean fake? Like didn't play in the NFL? Like just I just made, made them up. So like <laughs> their one name is weird. And so I made up two other names that are kind of like similar, but Let's also go. weird. So we're going to start with Alex. <clears throat> all right, Alex. The first one. Wiz- Can you tell me what position the real person played? I cannot, because right. I did not write it down. But one I... of the real persons was an NFL player. Yes. One of these three names played in the NFL at some point in time. The other two are just bullshit names that I made up that are kind of similar sounding. Sure. So, for the first one, we have Wizard White, Whitey Wright, or Wendell Whitehead. A. Wizard White? White? That is correct. Wizard White <laughs> is the correct name. I That one is almost my favorite. But uh, there's a couple more. Josh, <clears throat> are you ready? Yeah. Gaylord Basket, <laughs> Cups Greyhold, or Buckets Goldenberg? My God. I'll go uh, B. You're going with Cups Greyhold? Yeah. That's yeah. incorrect. No. Mm. Uh, Alex, do you want to take a crack? What was the last, or what was the, the first one was, was Gaylord, Gaylord, Bas- Gaylord Basket. Basket, and the last one was Buckets Goldenberg. Gaylord Basket. Buckets Goldenberg ah. is the correct one. There was actually a guy whose name was Buckets Goldenberg. That was the weirdest one. I was like, that's not even a name. So it may have actually been like a nickname or something, but that's how it was listed. All right, Alex, you're up. We've got Lavi Dilwig, 
Lucky Dawkin or Lenny Dlozis? Tegan. Lavi Dilwig, Lucky Dawkin, or Lenny Dlozis? A. Lavi Dilwig? Yeah. That is correct. Damn, Alex is smoking this one. I thought this would be a little bit closer. All right, Josh. Okay. We have Georgie Tinky. <laughs> Hell yeah. Georgie Tinky, Graybold Thibodeau, or Gaynell Tinsley? Uh, B, Thibodeau. Graybold Thibodeau? Graybold Thibodeau. Incorrect. Damn. It was... Do you want to do you want to guess? You're is not going to point. It was Gaynell Tinsley yeah, is the real one. name. Yeah, yeah. All right, Josh, or Alex, we've got Barney Plumage, Billy Quill, or Beady Feathers. <sighs> See what I did? I kind of like Barney. Barney Plumage <laughs> is really good. I want that to be right. What was C? Barney Plumage, Billy Quill, or Beady Feathers. Beady Feathers. That is correct. Wow, Alex, you're kind of smoking this one. All right, Josh, you've you've still got some names to like catch up with, all right? <clears throat> we have Killy Landers, Lambert Buckshank, Bucko Kilroy. I feel like all the silliest names have been correct. So by that logic, I'm going to go with the last one, Buckshot Kilroy. Was Bucko that? Kilroy? Bucko Kilroy. That is correct. Bucko Kilroy okay. is the correct name. Josh, you're on the board. All right, there are... Actually, we're getting down to it. I think this is kind of it, actually. Josh, you can no longer win. That's fine. But... Uh, I think we've all won today. Yeah, Alex is going to take the victory today, but I have one more name. Uh, Alex, this is your victory lap. Let's see if you can get this one, too. <clears throat> we've got Andrew Slab, Al Buffy, or Hunk Anderson. Again, that's Andrew Slab, Al Buffy, or Hunk Anderson. Hunk Anderson. Hunk Anderson is correct. Alex, Hell yeah. Alex, you are a, That's a, a sweet baby. Four wow. for four on that one. And guys, that'll round that out. Get out the broom. Yeah, get out the broom. Sweep Josh out of here. Josh, you put up a good yeah, you got one. You got old Bucko Kilroy, right? <laughs> Bucko Kilroy was the one that was the last name I found. And like I was I'm trying to think of like other names for him all like for two weeks. As I did this, I wrote this out like Two this weeks was ago. good. This was a good yeah. one. I'll, I'll give you credit. I just got the other ones in here. So, but like, also, yeah, Alex, really solid. I got to give it to you. Did you the Wizard White one? The other two, <laughs> Whitey Wright was like the first one. Yeah. I thought it was like maybe. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I'd like to thank Josh, Alex. Thank you guys so much for doing this with me. I know that it's a tedious long off season, so I thank you so much. Especially knowing that not only do you not get paid, I'm actually siphoning money out of your accounts as we speak oh. um i'd like to thank uh, taking uh money out of your drawer uh jack hotel for our amazing theme song uh as always you can follow us on twitter at the ff cast um and uh as always keep on fantasying bye everybody bye Touchdown.